0: Yo, 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 this your boy E-Hud, God's MC, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Peace. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man, and y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see it. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. And today I'm so happy. I'm elated even to be joined by Corintha Styles. Um, she is a host of a show called Weekend Sports on iHeartRadio. Um, uh, we I got a chance to meet her through um uh, MC Nice. And if you know anything about me and track stars and just kind of you know how how we get down even at MTNV Sports. We love MC Nice. Like that's that's the dude right there, man. That's the homie. And so um, MC Nice introduced me um, to Corintha Styles and told me about all her her accolades and all the things that she's been covering over the years. Um, and, and she's just a phenomenal writer. I got a chance to talk to her and engage with her. And I'm like, I have to get on the show. I just absolutely have to. And so that's why we're here right now. We're going to talk a little bit of um, March Madness. Um, Corenta, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good, Rick. Thanks for having me on your show. It is my absolute honor and pleasure to join you tonight and I'm sorry it took me so long to get here, but you know, everything's kind of hectic with March madness. So, I appreciate you working with me.
0: I oh, know we're 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 happy to have you. Um it's been it's, it's been like a busy few days right for you. What's been happening lately?
1: Well, um um this is absolutely my favorite time of year because um if I'm, I'm covering um, men, I covered the first couple rounds of the men's um, NCAA tournament. And now I'm switching later on in the week. I'll be going to the women's final four. And I'm also covering some NBA stuff. And,
0: you know, you have all
1: the, the little tidbits coming out um, for free agency, for the NFL. So, like, hands down, this is my favorite time of year. I love all the madness and all of it. Just. Just sign me up for every buzzer beater. All of them. Just
0: I'm here for it. The tournament has been incredible so far this year. Um people have been I mean, you know, every, every year people are losing their mind over their brackets being busted. And I'm pretty sure everybody had in their bracket, right, that Duke would be in the final four. And we I are did. what say it again? I did that. Oh snap. Okay, wait, wait. Even before we go into the, the other stuff, tell me why weren't they in your your um in your final four?
1: Well, I, I'm gonna tell you. Um, I'll, I'll give you a personal reason, and I'll give you my professional reason. Professionally, I just didn't think that they were going to. When I looked at my bracket, when the brackets came out, professionally speaking, I just didn't think that they they would get past Izzo's team because. As the tournament goes on, Izzo has i um, I'm talking about Tom Izzo from the coach of Michigan State. Um, Izzo has a a knack for. Most of the time, his teams are older, they're seasoned, they've been to a tournament before, they know how all of that works. And when you get this deep in the season, um, you need that. You need some seasoning. You need somebody to be like, "Hey, look here." I know we're traveling and all this stuff is new, but don't do that. Come on, freshman. Don't do that. Don't do that, Rook. You know, you need somebody. You need you need your, your – not to say that, that um Coach K hasn't been there, because he certainly has, but he um he's gotten to a place now where he's more of a one-and-done coach, which is something that I never thought I would see from Coach K. hmm those and his teams, as a result, if you look back over the, the last few years, um, since more of his players became one and done or two and done and, you know, moved on to the next level, he hasn't had the success that he, he had in the past. Um, when his players, you know, like we had the Grand Hills and the Christian Enlighteners staying forever and a day. And, you know, so, and I think, um, so when I saw the, how the bracket broke down, and that in that in all likelihood, Barney upset, it was going to be Michigan State and Duke, um, in the Elite Eight. I just didn't think that when it came down to seasoning, especially if it was a close game, which it ended up being. When you have close close games like that, even in even in the pros, um, experience matters. You, you panic. And uh, you you do you make mistakes just because you're nervous or you, you're thinking everything is on you, and that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. At, at you know, especially when you're talking about an elite school like Duke or Michigan State or Michigan or North Carolina. You know, that's a whole lot of pressure. So, um, for that reason, professionally, I just did. And then personally, I'm just I'm a bit of a hater. Um, I'm from Michigan. I am a diehard Michigan fan. And I still have issues with, with, you know, Duke and, um, you know, things that might have transpired with Chris Webber, you know, years ago. So I haven't forgiven them for that. So anytime I can knock them out of my bracket with a good, um, theory, then they're gone. If I could have gotten rid of them the first week, they would have. But that just wasn't logical. So,
0: so you just needed a reason.
1: I just needed a reason. Like, I don't <laughs> even need a whole reason. If you give me an opening, I will get rid of Duke for you.
0: That's crazy. But,
1: I mean, you know, um, there, I, couldn't, and I couldn't honestly think of a better reason than Izzo because, you know, like I said, his team are more experienced. They've been... um. Maybe he doesn't have anybody that's been to a Final Four before, but he's definitely had teams that have played deep in the tournament. I mean, he has players on his team currently that have played deep in the tournament. And people were all like, oh, Zion. But Zion is one person. And at this time of the season, you need more than one person to be playing lights out. Everybody needs to be playing lights out because guess what? When you get down to eight teams, everybody's playing lights out. Everybody's playing the best basketball they've ever played in their life. That's real. Because everybody's That's trying to go to the final four, and everybody's trying to, in the words of the song, have that two one or two shining moment. So you know, um, it's gonna take more than one person. So and then, go
0: ahead. No, no. I mean, th- what about Barrett though? So he had he had him. He had Barrett. Um, they have, they have a pretty decent team. And you have Coach K, like, and,
1: well, and, and 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 don't get me wrong, and I don't want any anyone that's hearing me say, oh, she's just a hater and she she doesn't have any um basis for this because don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from any of the kids from Duke, not Zion, not Jared, definitely not Coach K, you know um, but what I am saying, is my my main reason, um, professionally speaking, is the lack of experience, and now if they had. And I'll I'll, I'll give you an example. If Duke had been able to play their game all night and run up the score or just let Zion be Zion, they would have won that game. And they would have probably won a national championship. But that's where experience comes in. And that's when, you know, and up until now, um, Zion has been playing this whole tournament. Um. Kind of like you know you see people um, when they when they come out of when they first get get into the league and they're playing LeBron or they're playing up against or back in the day when they were playing against Kobe or or Michael Jordan they kind of just sit there and watch and they're like oh my god mm. Zion is on the court and Michigan State came in like and what so, Zion who you know like we we're grown men too so. Um, I, I, and I, I don't want to, you know, no disrespect to, to um, Duke. They had a great run. But I think if they, were all, if they were all to come back next year, they would be my favorite um, top of the season to win it all. But, you know, and I know they're not all coming back next year. Probably none of them will come back next year. So, you know, um, and that's kind of where Coach K is now. He he has one year to do it. Like, uh uh Calipari when he you know at Kentucky. He, you know, you gotta get it done in that one year. And um you know, I think there's something to be said for seasoning and um experience and learning on the fly and dealing with your emotions and keeping yourself in check and having another skill set to go to once
0: Mm, the thing what? that you
1: do on a on a regular basis isn't working because sooner or later people are gonna figure that out. So what happens when um you can't do what's comfortable? Mm. Like, what do you do then? That? And that's not just for Zion. That's not just for Duke. That's even even if if um to jump to the NBA real quick. If you notice Stephon Curry when they take his shot,
0: mm-hmm. when they
1: when they set down that three point shot what does he do? Usually, nothing but you on that mouthpiece. You know what I'm saying? So, you have to develop, um, you have to be an all-around player. And, um, that will come in time and once he gets that, once, I mean, you, let's be real, Duke is a team full of all-Americans. Yeah. So, once all of them get that, I don't want to just make it seem like it's design show, Um, even though people have, but, Once that whole team gets some other skills that they can lean on, that they can go to, that they can switch up, and so people don't really know where they're coming from, once they get to the NBA, they are going to be monsters, all of them. You know, um, I think uh, this particular Duke team is uh, closest to the Fab Five from Michigan, where conceivably all of them could go in the first round and nobody would be able to say what were they thinking. You know what I mean? Yep. That so I don't I don't want to take anything away from anybody on that team because they they're definitely um, a powerhouse. And I think if they had not played, I really do believe that Michigan State was the only one that could have stopped stopped them from getting to um, hoisting the champions, ho- hoisting the um, nets, cutting down the nets in Minnesota like I, I thought that as soon as I, they dropped the brackets you know
0: so you think in the in the actual game they couldn't find their second act like they couldn't find the plan B in that game
1: I think what happened is um I think Michigan State played them a lot closer than they were really prepared for mm. and I think that um um frustrated them and uh, people I, I don't know I I don't know if you played sports or not. I, I think you did, but I know. Yeah, um, I did. And, and so you know yourself that when you, if you're frustrated when you're playing sports, you got to do one or two things. You got to find a way to get yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to sink deeper. Like there's that's that's really the only option. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be here in the middle. It's you're all in, all out. And I think once he, because Zion is their go-to, once he, once Michigan State was able to shut his game down, um, they didn't really know what else to do. You know, they like they um it was kinda like, Oh, well what do we do now when Zion gets shut down? And if you and they've had that's a problem that they've had all season, you know, when he got hurt in that first North Carolina game, they lost because they took out Zion and okay, now what do we do? They didn't have an answer for that. And I would have thought that since they lost that way, once Zion was taken out of the equation, that they would have had a plan.
0: Mm. What do
1: we do when and if somebody solves the Zion equation? And apparently, they didn't.
0: So we have we 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 now know the final four. Like we we understand. Who's where, right? Um, so uh-huh. we know Texas Tech, um, versus Michigan State, Auburn versus Virginia. Um, I mean, just in your expert opinion, I wanna know who do you see coming out of that going, you know, into the championship game, and from that championship game, who takes who takes it all?
1: Uh, you know, um, I really think I hate to say this, but I think that um if you love Charles Barkley, you are going to love the next few weeks mm. and if you don't love charles broccoli you might want to find something else to do next monday because <laughs> um i think that the final is going to be auburn and michigan state mm. auburn has shocked a lot of people yes but um not only have they shocked a lot of people they're not your typical cinderella story auburn is playing light out defense mm. And they've messed around, and when I say they, I mean the teams in the tournament that they've gone up against. They've messed around and let them get some confidence and some cockiness to go along with that defense. Mm. I don't think anybody, including Michigan State, wants to see Auburn right about now. So, you know, um, they are the ones to watch, in my opinion. And if Michigan State is sleeping, then uh, if they make it to the um, final they could, they can could get got just like I got, you know. Um, uh, so I think Auburn is really the one to watch. But I think Michigan State, because they have experience, because um, Izzo is the kind of coach that he is, that um, I think the tournament is Michigan State's to lose. And I say that because not just, um, you know, I know I've talked a lot about experience, but when you're talking about this particular Final Four, there's only one coach has been there multiple times, and his name is Tom Izzo, and he coaches Michigan State. Other coaches, I think you know uh, Bruce Pearl. He had some some small tournament successes when he was at Tennessee years ago, but he's never been to the Final Four, I don't think. Or if he has, it's been a, it's been quite a while. Um, I don't think. Tony Bennett's been to the Final Four. You know, I don't think, you know, Auburn, has, I don't think their program has ever been to the Final Four. Virginia's only been to the Final Four twice, you know, in the his, in school history. So um, not only do you have inexperienced players, but you also have inexperienced coaches. And they're going to make the same kind of mistakes that you make um, when you're inexperienced just because you just don't know. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and those are mistakes that Tom Izzo has forgotten what they even look like, because he can pretty much this time of year, Tom, your Tom Izzos, your your Coach K, they can pretty much go on automatic, you know, and they they don't even have to look up. They can they can look at a person's shoe and say you need to step there so you can get in the box when he does this. And they don't even have to look and see which one is doing it. You mm. know what I mean? And um there it's a it's a whole different um I will give you an example that's not like uh that, that's basketball related but it's not on the court. Um, I've covered sports for a long time. And the first time I covered a final four, I thought, well, it's just like covering any other basketball game. And when I got and these are coaches that I had covered that I knew that had that you know I would see and hey how you doing you know coaches that I thought I had a good rapport rapport with but even I when that very first final four that I covered I got tongue-tied I didn't ask a single question in the presser because I'm like this is the final four so if this that kind of pressure on a writer I can't imagine what kind of pressure it is on a coach Especially, like, if you're a coach, even Auburn, you know, if you're a coach and you got Charles Barkley standing there, you know, helping you coach, whether you want him to help or not, you know, you you got Charles Barkley in in the ear or, you you know, whatever the case may be. Now, time is used to magic coming in and being magic, but magic is not a time you know, Charles Barkley either, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, and then you have all the fans, and you, you have people that are like, oh, my God, if you're, if my team loses, it's your fault. You didn't get us here. mm Now you mad because you bought a shirt that nobody told you to buy, or you got a tattoo that we will really wish you didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you didn't jinx us with this tattoo, and now it's our fault. So it's a lot of pressure and and there are things that you overlook, you know, um, most athletes and coaches are creatures of habit and there's nothing routine, even there's nothing even regular game like or routine about the final four and that whole ordeal, you know, and uh, um, it's an adjustment.
0: So, So Go ahead. Bring, bring us into it because, I mean, most of us who are listening, we don't know. What is it like in those press conferences after a Final Four game when a coach who had high expectations, they lose? Like, what's the mood oh, in those press rooms?
1: It, You know, it, it, it can run the gamut. It can be from, you know, uh, when you get there, they tell you immediately following the game – usually the first team that you interview is a team that's losing that that lost. So that's always hard. And, you know, sometimes you might only have, you know, 20 minutes to interview both teams and coaches and their star players before the next game starts. If, if it's not the final, um, if you're talking about the first game of the, the semifinal and, um, but, you know, everybody don't really – who wants to talk to somebody after they lose? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I, out of – I've covered men, I've covered women, I've covered the NBA. And the worst, absolute worst um, post-game presser I've ever had to cover was um about two or three years ago, I covered the women's Final Four. UConn. I covered the UConn game mm. when Mississippi State beat them. Ended their their winning streak. They had won like four. They had I don't remember how many. They, it was over a hundred games in a row. they yep. had, They had gone undefeated for four or five seasons. I don't remember the exact number right now. But everybody and their grandmother thought that UConn was going to win it all. I mean, they everybody just knew they were going to win it all. And the only I think the only two people in the country that weren't exactly sure was me. And I'm not going to say who the other person is, but. Um, I had covered Mississippi state in the elite eight and the final four. And, um, I kept thinking, I don't know. They had this young lady named, um, Morgan Williams. And I mean, she was this little bitty teeny itty bitty thing. Mm. She was just a beast. I mean, there was no words. She just seemed to be everywhere. And they had, um, tiara mcgowan who just broke a record for rebounds i believe um earlier this week before mississippi state got put out but um, it just seemed like everything was falling in their in their favor and they had seemed to have favor on their side and um when you looked at them in practice mississippi state looked like they believed they could win number one and number two they had been embarrassed by UConn the year before in the, in the Sweet 16. UConn had beaten them by 60 points and kicked them out of the tournament. So they had revenge, grudge, factor. right? They had grudge, a grudge against UConn. Mm. And then when you looked on to the other side of that, when you looked at UConn's players, as great as they were, they seemed to take it for granted that they were going to be cutting down the necks. Mm. And they didn't seem hungry. They just seemed kind of lackadaisical. They were like, you know, whatever, and and even in practice, they were just kind of like, ah, you know, this is a given. But, um, and you know, they went down to the end. I think the game went in overtime. Um, but I know Mississippi State won on the last second shot. This is the clock expired, and even then, you could tell that it just wasn't sinking in. To UConn that they had that they were going to lose, mm. and when um, you know, I, I at first I didn't want to go into the to the locker room or into the press conference to interview anybody. And I saw um, one of the players, and she was walking, and I mean, I, like I felt so bad for the girl. I just walked over and you know I, I gave her a hug because she she I mean she just literally just couldn't um get herself together even just to walk to, mm. the, to the room the where the press conference was but you gotta think this is somebody that was a senior oh. in college and she had never ever ever lost a game mm. in a fine uniform I mean how do you even wrap your mind around that mm. because part of sports is knowing how to lose yeah and getting back up
0: and there and, is no get back up from this because this is it right
1: and this is the last game of your career in a UConn uniform, mm. and that's not how her story was supposed to end. That's not how any of them story was supposed to end. And so um, that w- that was by far the hardest for me. But I mean, it's hard every time you see, especially um, the Final Four, and I would I would say those losses are harder for me because they're. Their kids. I know they don't think they're kids, but they're kids. You know, um, they're not much older than my niece or nephew, so um, it's it, it's hard to see them hurt so badly. Um, and I almost kind of wish that, you know, uh, a team like UConn, that, like maybe they had gotten put out before the the Final Four,
0: because mm.
1: to get there and just assume that you're gonna win and then not be able to win. And then you always have, like, you have the stupid people, and yeah, I said stupid, but you have stupid people that are like, oh, you suck, you should have did, blah, blah, blah. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you even talking?
0: Because they they forget their kids, too.
1: Right. And, and you know, at, at the end of the day, that's a hard loss. What those young ladies had to go through, what they accomplished, first of all, is something that no man's team, no men's team has even accomplished mm. number one and number two. That's a hard loss for anyone. You talk yeah. about somebody that doesn't even know how to lose. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, um, especially at that level, and then right not to be able to redeem yourself, and it's it's that's that's tough,
1: right? And then I mean, you had and to the to that point, you had um, UConn greats in the building,
0: mm. you know, um, Diana.
1: And, yeah. Diana was, t- t- Diana Trossi was definitely there. Um, mm. Rebecca Lobo was there. Cause you know, she works for ESPN and uh, like you had quite a few, um, you had all the, I think all the ladies from the first undefeated team, mm. they all came back, you know, cause they were expecting to cut the nets down, yep. you know? And then you just got everybody like, Ouch. And then to top it off, the team that beat you didn't—they didn't even win. Mm. Like, how bad is that? You know, it's I, the worst. You know, how how bad is that? You know, they get beat. Not only do you lose, but you can't even tell yourself if I just got <laughs> two more seconds on the clock. <laughs> And, and and it could have if I had hit that if I had got the rebound if 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 if, if we could have got past Mississippi State you can't even say that you would have won it all because Mississippi State didn't win it all mm. you know what I mean yeah so um you know stuff like that it 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 um and even um um. Don Staley, I'm sorry, her voice, her her name just went right out my head. But she was even saying how like that was her first Final Four, um, coaching experience. She had mm. been in the Final Four as a player, so she kind of knew some. She she had some tricks up her sleeve, but that was her first as a coach. And she was saying, I don't know how, um, Gino UConn's coach. I don't know how. I'll never forget that quote. She said, I don't know how he he got his team back together Mm. to get home you know what i mean because what do you say to him Mm.
0: you
1: know so um and that's why that's where that's really where I, i figured out that experience both for coaches and players is very very important when you get to the final four the playoffs the super bowl the nba finals you know um because sometimes you have to dig deep and you need more than fundamentals
0: now, now, give me the flip side of that like what's what's the best experience you've ever had in one of those uh, press conferences?
1: The best experience I've ever had was the same final four um because Don Staley is she was my favorite female player, always has been, and so I got to meet Don Staley and I told her that after a press conference and I said, Oh, you know, you, you're like you're my idol and I just can't believe I'm sitting here talking to you and she said, Well, hopefully you bring me good luck Sunday and um <laughs> I said, Okay, I will and after after she cut the next down, she was like, My right, good luck,
0: John.
1: Wow. and I was like, What? Do you remember me? And she's like, I'll see you next year <laughs> So, um that that was probably by far um you know even though that that wasn't like a big career thing that 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 was probably my biggest moment you No, know, i was like mom Don stanley talked to me and she was like okay great <laughs> she,
0: she... <laughs> she was like Good. She was like, how nice for you? <laughs> Yo, that that sounds like my wife after. Um, so um, I we, I just I told you earlier, we just got credentials and I had a chance to like, um, I was sitting in a press conference and um, Steve Sperry is there, right? And so Steve Spurrier is at the podium and in my mind, like I'm going nuts, right? Because I'm about yeah. to ask the question of Steve Spurrier And for me, that's like, yeah, that's crazy. I get home, I'm like, baby, you know, so I got a chance to ask the question of Steve Sperrier. She's like, uh-huh. I'm like, okay. It's clear you don't know where I'm at with that. But
1: yeah, I, I I think um, and next to Don Staley, I think um, my the other my other top two would be when um Ice Cube started the Big Three. Uh huh. Um, I called in. You know, they have they have these weekly pressers over the phone. It's like a conference call, and I called in, and um, I didn't think anybody was gonna ask a question, and he was like, uh... He's like, let me ask this stylish lady. I don't know how to say her name, but I'm going to ask her. because she was like, that's nice. I was like, what? That's it. And my mom had the same reaction. She was like, Ice Cube who? <laughs> and I was like, the guy from the barbershop movies, and she's was like, oh, I like him. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay. So um that that one and then um I got to um when I first started covering I think one of the first NBA games I covered, um Chris Weber and Grant Hill were doing play by play.
0: I was
1: like, What? Yep. <laughs> I got a piston. I think um Thompson Billups was playing, so I got to ask him a question that night and I was like, I got two pistons and a member of the 5-5. Five, five. Like, does it get any better?
0: Nah, so, not not for not for somebody growing up where you grew up and, and just kind of the type of fan you are. I don't know if it gets any better than that.
1: You no, know, I, I don't think so. I think that for me, and this, this is kind of like how old school I am, the only thing better than that moment would be, um, well, last year I covered the men's Final Four, and Michigan was in it, and they were in the final, but they lost. So that wasn't that wasn't one of my shining moments. But the only thing better that could top that Chris Webber, Grant Hill, Chompy Bullock moment was um, would be if I got to cover a Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears winning it all and like New Edition or Bell Biv DeVoe doing halftime. Like if
0: that, happens, <laughs> if that
1: happens, I'm retiring the next day because that is the best thing that could ever happen.
0: I'll I'll say this. Um, I looked at that that Chicago team and I kind of like them, right? You got Mitch Trubisky, right? Um, before he left, you had Jordan Howard, but now you know you don't. But you still have Tariq yeah, Cohen.
1: I'm I'm a little bitter about that, but
0: that's okay. I feel that. I feel that. But you you know, you have your Tariq Cohen, right? Um, you have Allen Robinson. Like you have you have like close to what you need to to kind of get there. Trubisky took a big leap in, in in year two for for me from my standpoint. He looked good. That defense is phenomenal, right? Like,
1: yeah, I, I, like, um, yeah, our defense is phenomenal, and we're back to being the monsters of the midway. And I have to say that, you know, publicly, that um, I probably owe. I, the one reason I'm not gonna get too upset about um, them them letting Jordan Howard go is because I I didn't buy into Tr- Trubisky. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. To do that, why are we giving up a draft pick for this guy? Like, what?
0: <laughs> you weren't the you? only one, though.
1: No. And I was, I was mad about it. I was like, Nobody asked me, I wasn't consulted. <laughs> this is absolute nonsense. I was mad about it, like, for real, mad. Like, I was like, I don't have season tickets, but if I did, I would sell them. Like, this could be the final straw. I was really mad, and now I'm like, yeah, Okay, well.
0: I I feel like look draft night when I saw y'all make that move, I was like, yes, that was. I was would.
1: like, is this a joke? <laughs> I mean, because I, I I was serious and I was I was thinking I was like, did somebody from Green Bay getting what <laughs> happened? I was like, and I kept waiting for them to come back and say, you know, the Green Bay Packers got a hold to the Bears phone. That was not the pick. But nobody said anything.
0: Nobody said anything.
1: Nobody said a word. I was like, "This cannot be our pick." And I remember when he reported to camp, and he drove his little camera, and I was like, "Where did he come from?" Like, I think for like six months, I was like, "What is going on?" Like, I was, I was incensed. And you know, people would say, "Oh, your bears on," and my husband would say, "Your bears on." I'm like, "I don't want to hear it." <laughs> now i'm all
0: in i'm all in on the true chain i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> look um i mean everybody was shocked so you weren't the only one shocked by that situation people were blown away um yeah. if you if you're watching the draft that night you you were just in awe like your mouth was just open and even yes. the pundits so like every every even the reporters the writers everybody sitting there with their mouths completely wide open yeah, I, I, no I, I,
1: I, and I think I I think I called MC Nice, like, the next day. Or he called me, and he was like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. And then why would they trade up for him? Like, nobody wanted him. <laughs> like, I was so upset. And I was just like, I could not be consoled. I was like, his mama wouldn't even draft him at one. What would they was <laughs>
0: Like, oh,
1: I was just, I, I, was, I was probably the worst offender. I was like, ugh. I was like, y'all are really testing me because I say all the time I'm a, I'll be, you know, when things are tie. I'm gonna be a Bears fan when I die. I was like, but y'all are testing me and my loyalty with this one. Mm. But you know, it worked out for us, so
0: you know. I mean, it it really is working out. I wanna I wanna um, steer back a little bit. I wanna um, find out some stuff um, about uh, the NBA and kind of you know what could possibly happen this summer. Um, I had a chance to kind of, you know, just dream a little bit, right, about some possible things that could take place. Um, this you're not gonna
1: hold me to these picks, are
0: you? No, no, no.
1: Okay,
0: I'm not gonna hold you to the picks. We we got your final four picks. I'm not gonna hold you to them, but I kind of know where you are with that, right? Um, I want to know
1: you can hold me to my final four picks. I'll live or die with
0: those. All right, bet. Okay, 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 cool. So let's let's talk about this. I want to figure out. Okay, um, I'm gonna give you a hypothetical. I'm going to give you a scenario like a what if. You tell me um, your immediate response to that what if, okay? Okay. All right, cool. Um, With the first pick in the draft, the New York Knicks, um, which they secured, they select Zion Williamson. Well, um, knowing the Knicks, that would be a good fit for them, but they'll find a
1: way to mess it up. They'll be like, nah, we don't want him. And they'll probably trade him to to somebody else that won't do him justice, like the Phoenix Suns or something like that. Um, But I think – I actually think personally for Zion, a good fit for him – and hear me out – but I think a good fit for him rather than uh, L.A. or uh, New York or even Boston – I think a better fit for him would be a smaller market team, Um, Oklahoma City, maybe, um, nah, this is real wishful thinking on my part, maybe Detroit, um, the Wizards, San Antonio, because Popovich would know exactly what to do with Zion, and um, then you don't have that big, I know he came from Duke, but he's had so much spotlight on him, I think he just needs time to just kinda sit back and not have everything be on his shoulders and um maybe not have so much light and just kinda find his grooves. You know what I mean? And if you think about it when, when um Dwayne Way and um Carmelo and LeBron came in to the league, not only did they all come in together, but like even though LeBron was already, had already been anointed as the second coming, he also was in a small market in Cleveland and um, you know, Dwayne Wade was in Miami and he he made that work for him, but he had a whole different type of personality and he didn't have the pressure coming in from, um, where did he go, Uh, Kent or someplace like that Um, Marquette, he went to Marquette but he didn't have the pressure coming in that Zion had on him you know so he could just kind of be himself and um I think going to a smaller market team Zion would have a a better success if he could just kind of find himself find his groove get with a hall of fame coach that can really coach him and and pour into him and uh you know he could be a a, a Tim Duncan like person or a um david robinson or like a shacker because he's going to get bigger he's already a phenomenal athlete he's already a freaking nature um uh, that's not a good time i shouldn't use that one um but you know he's acceptable here (laughs) 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 um you know he he's he's just incredible and i think coupled all of his natural abilities with a really good coach um You know, the sky's the limit. So I'm hoping that um, maybe he'll land in San Antonio. Personally, I I wouldn't be mad about Oklahoma City or um, Detroit. But, you know, for him, I'm hoping that if the Knicks or the Suns get him, that they continue on their path of self-sabotage and give him away.
0: For his own good. Okay. <laughs> um, breaking news. A D signs with the Boston Celtics. And Kyrie announced that he's staying. Um I don't think that's gonna happen.
1: Um I want A D out of New
0: Orleans. Um, I think New Orleans Why are like, you hurting me?
1: I'm sorry, but New Orleans, much like Oklahoma City, has had plenty of time to put some people and a coach around A D. He is too good a talent to just be sitting there wasting away in New Orleans <laughs> um with their nonsense. I mean, I thought they had come gotten a clue when they went and got DeMarcus and then they shipped him off. Mm. You know, um the man told you he does not want to be in New Orleans anymore, and y'all didn't honor his trade request or you know didn't try to y'all didn't make any real effort to send him where he wanted to go, which I understand he's in the West, and I mean he was trying to go to another western conference team, but um I think there I don't think that he can play in New Orleans; he has to leave New Orleans period, point blank, because when all that stuff was going on after it was leaked that he wanted to trade, not only did you not try to work things out with him, you took your star franchise player's face off of the intro video. Mm. Come on. Man, look, I'd have been hurt the next day. I'd have rolled an ankle and been like, I'm done for the season. <laughs>
0: that's,
1: that's how you go. Okay. Just to kind of nonsense y'all on? No. So he's, he's, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but if he wakes up in a New Orleans uniform next year, I'm going to have one on two. (laughs) And, um.
0: And and I I know you're right, because there's no way that he freely signs with anybody. He's getting traded. Like, we know that. So he's, he's getting traded.
1: But if. Um, and I don't think, I think if he, but to answer your question about Boston, um. His dad, and I don't know what it is
0: I know, um,
1: but his dad has been very vocal, I know he's very close to his father, and I don't think and and how I don't know how long a d has been in the league, but I do know this as long as he's been in the league, like I forgot he had a mom and daddy, mm. not not in a disrespectful way, but just in the the way that his mom and daddy let him be grown, and they don't usually do interviews, like his mom is not like. Allen Iverson's mama or LeBron's mama. Mm. We don't see see her. And his daddy has never been Alonzo Ball. I mean, or, or LeVar. whatever. Levar. His, his daddy has never been LeBron Ball. So when his daddy came out and was like, my son is not going to Boston, you can take that to the bank. <laughs> you can cash that check. You don't need to worry about it no more. Because, I mean, his daddy ain't said nothing else.
0: No, he hasn't. So You're right.
1: if his dad... Felt like he needed to tell y'all. Y'all got <laughs> so hyped about, oh, he could go to Boston. His dad was like, y'all need to stop this. Because my son won't be playing in Boston.
0: My boy ain't going to no Celtics.
1: I mean, and it could be something as small as I'm going to say as small as but, you know, he's from Chicago. He's mm. from Chicago. I really like Boston too much. You know? Yep. If I had a son that was you know, like A.D. Had his talent. And he was talking about mom going to Boston. No, you're not, son. <laughs> no, you're not, son. I don't know where you think you're going, but you're not going to Boston. We're from Detroit. <laughs> you're not going to Boston. You lost your mind. You know, I, um, so, and I don't know what, you know, and that might be the only thing is dad that it, feels about Boston. But, you know, reportedly there's also um his dad feels some type of way about the way they treated Isaiah Thomas. Mm.
0: let like,
1: go. Yeah. And, yeah, like a loyalty. And and, and 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 you know, a lot of people said, well I'm I'm not gonna say that because, you know, certain people say that and it's it usually means that there's a lot. But I said when it happened, I'll take responsibility for it, the Celtics are going to regret that. Because you got all these free agents and you do that to a person that's been nothing but loyal to you. Yeah, played hard out for
0: you. hmm
1: And then you—if it went down the way Isaiah Thomas said it went down—that's a bad move when you're trying to recruit.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and if you weren't the Boston Celtics, the only—the only reason you have been able to recruit as successfully as you have since that happened is because you are the Boston Celtics. Mm. But don't get crazy and keep thinking you can keep doing that because you can't. So, um I really don't think that he is going to Boston, but I could be wrong. Um I don't think that you didn't ask me this, but I'm going to offer it up anyway. I don't think he's going to go to LA.
0: Mm.
1: Because if he was going to LA, if they if they were gonna be willing to trade him to LA, it would they would have traded him. Yeah. And and not only that, the Lakers have allowed their locker room to get so messed up yeah,
0: in the that's last sad. few
1: months, You know, because you basically have your star player, which everybody was nervous when he came. I won't mention any names, mm-hmm. but People were nervous when this particular player came because of his alleged history. 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 Um, Getting rid of coaches, getting rid of other teammates. So, Mm -hmm. um, people were nervous about that. You say you won't mention any names? I won't mention any names. So, Lance Stevenson, huh? Oh,
0: no, I wasn't
1: talking about him. I know. If you don't know, I know you know who I'm talking about. But if you don't know, you probably... Are listening to this podcast anyway, so. <laughs> um, but people were con- you know concerned, and then you have the same player say, "Hey, ain't nobody going to wear all of y'all safe," and then the next day you hear everybody can go, so <laughs> I can get AD, and oh yeah, my my management company manages AD,
0: mm.
1: so when you hear that, you know, oh. Well, who does he? Who would he rather have here? Mm-hmm. The person he manages—that obviously he has some type of relationship with, even though he says he doesn't manage him directly. But dude, your your management company—that's like when when uh, like when Katie says, "I like Jay Z music." Of course, you sign with Rock Nation. <laughs> Isn't it a requirement that you like Jay Z and Beyonce? So, um. I don't think that he's gonna go to l a because I think um people in l a have some some fixing to do mm. now if they had made the playoffs,
0: yeah
1: it it would be all good, but y'all got locker room issues, y'all yeah. got a coaching issue, yeah, and apparently you're up to your same old tricks without any results and Now you want us to bring in your guy? No, man, we're not bringing in none of your guys until you produce. Mm. So um, I don't think he'll go there. And I think that'll be okay with um, the person pulling the strings as long as he doesn't go somewhere where he can't pull it, Mm. you know, uh, later on down the road, you know. Um, But um, Future, if you could get like a Russ and PG and A D on the same team, that would be
0: just stupid crazy. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me ask you this question, like, okay, last one, headlines. We wake up some morning in I don't know, let's say oh September, August, somewhere in around that of time, right? Um, and we we see LeBron James has been traded from the Los Angeles Lakers to whoever. How would you respond to that news?
1: It took you that long. <laughs> um, I think you know because there there were small rumors and whisperings that after the AD trade blew up, that Jeannie Buss, who owns um the Lakers, that she wanted him gone. That she wanted LeBron gone then. Mm. But that hasn't been confirmed. You know, some people saying it's gospel, but Jeannie Bush is like, she has no comment one way or the other.
0: Why would she want him gone?
1: Well, um, it, it was because of the alleged distraction in the locker room problems because allegedly um, there are people saying that LeBron wants Luke Walton gone. He wants to bring in his other guy. And I would just just as a cautionary tale, um, I would say be careful if you do that, because, you know, there was a time in Cleveland when LeBron wanted Tyrone Lu, and allegedly he mm. got rid of Tyrone Lu mm-hmm. when they were winning. They were head of the Eastern Conference when he was allegedly saying, I want Ty gone. So I would be real careful, especially if you are Cleveland can do what they want to do. Don't nobody care about what Cleveland does. People didn't even know Cleveland had a basketball team until like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so nobody really cares what Cleveland does. No. You can pull all the shenanigans you want to pull. But what you can do in Cleveland, you cannot do it if you are in L.A. and your your colors are purple and gold. Now, you can do what you want to do in the Cleveland soccer room and don't nobody care.
0: Mm.
1: But you can't have that type of energy in a Lakers uniform. You can't have that type of energy in a Boston uniform. You know what I mean? Um, there are certain places you can't have that type of energy. So, you know, you can't have that type of energy in a Chicago's uniform. Even though they, they losing right now, you still can't have that type of energy. You can't have that type of energy in a Knicks uniform. Even though they may never win again. But you still can't have that type of energy. There are certain teams where you just can't do what you want to do. Unless, you, I mean, now if you if you're the logo, your name is Jerry West, okay, fine. If you're Magic, okay, fine. If you're Kobe, okay, fine. If you're LeBron, guess what? You are a big name. And some people say you are the GOAT, but you ain't the GOAT here.
0: Mm.
1: We got people that have sat on the bench that could claim GOAT status before you. So you're going to have to, even though you're LeBron and you're the king, you're going to have to earn your stripes and pay your dues here.
0: Mm.
1: And I don't think that... um I don't think, and and I don't mean this to sound disrespectful toward LeBron. So I'm sorry to all the LeBron fans if it um, if it does. And I, I realize when I go back to work, once my my co host hears this, I'm gonna have to hear about it because she is a LeBron like. I think she's queen of the fan club, but I mean, it is what it is.
0: I mean, look at at here at the LeBron fan club, we we are okay. With what you've said so far.
1: Oh no. I don't know how I keep finding y'all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're all over the country. Um we only we have monthly meetings. I
1: don't, did they let y'all out. Like what is going on? I thought y'all should should y'all be on vacation. LeBron is done for the season. Y'all take a y'all go off somewhere.
0: I mean, we, we we we're not used to this, to be honest with you, right? Like So
1: y'all just gonna just stay around and just annoy me.
0: Yeah, I mean Okay. Until somebody ho- hoists the championship. I mean, that's what we're used to doing on a yearly basis. Annually, we're here um, for the whole championship run. Right.
1: right. I, I understand that. I get it. I get it. What, it's been eight, what? nine years? I'm,
0: I'm not sure. I just know that... Uh,
1: it, it's, it's been a long time, but, you know, what? I think what we're finding out this year, which people have not been willing to admit, is that LeBron has always had a great supporting cast and Huh? LeBron, <laughs> look, they might not be <laughs> the best supporting cast, but he's had a supporting cast. I mean, don't even please don't even get me started. Like you know, I I could I could and these aren't better greats, but I can tell you how the Warriors have just looked up into every championship they've won because the the star player of some opposing team along their their run has been hurt and couldn't play for three or four of the games. Mm-hmm. You know, um, every season that they have won the championship. Yep. You know, um Last year was LeBron, Chris Paul. Last year was Chris Paul. The year before that, I think it was James Harden. The year before that, uh, it was, you know, it, there's always somebody that gets hurt before they even get out the Western Conference. They're only getting out of the Western Conference because somebody's getting hurt. They might want to check and see if, if somebody got, you know, family in New Orleans or, you know... <laughs>
0: you think the voodoo saying, with that steak?
1: I'm just saying, they might want to check. See if somebody, you know, see what's going on. Because I don't believe in coincidences. But coincidentally, somebody gets hurt every time the Warriors win the championship. So they've looked into every championship. You know, LeBron, I'm not saying that LeBron has not put in. When they won that last championship, LeBron put in. He put in work. He put them on their shoulders. Yeah. But. And 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 I'm not saying that he he doesn't do that, but he also has had, you know, players that have distracted or or or, or been able to be a diversion. Like when you had J.R. Smith doing whatever he was doing, and you know that might allow LeBron to sneak and get a couple more points, or so, mm-hmm. you know whatever. You know, um, you had Kyrie, and you know people say, "Oh, well, Kyrie." didn't do anything are you uh, kidding me yeah, no, that's not true work. at all you know Kyrie was putting in work and um you know when he was with Miami you know people were saying oh well he never he never did a uh, Kevin Durant he never joined the super team are you kidding me D-Wade had a ring when LeBron showed up
0: no you he, he started I the think? super teams
1: Right, so I mean the super team was in his his idea, did y'all forget I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Like, you know, so um I think, you know, I'm and I'm I'm not trying to take anything from LeBron, he is definitely a good player. But for me, however comma I will say, for me, when I start, when I start saying and this is this is a whole different conversation, but I'll just leave this here. When People say to me, Oh, Le- LeBron is the GOAT. He's mm-hmm. the greatest of all time. Yes. This is how I measure GOAT status. LeBron. Take all the rules of today. Take Let's just clear the playing field. And you take real game situations. I'm not talking about one on one. I'm not talking about horse. I'm not talking about street ball. We're taking real game situations. And we we're going we're gonna to play old school ball. Like when Dennis Rodman was with the Pistons, the Pistons, and Isaiah Thomas and and Magic and Kareem and Larry Bird. We're going to play on those type of roles. Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewing. Is LeBron even in the conversation? Uh yeah. Okay, I don't think so. Huh? I I don't think so. If if we're talking about those players, not playing with today's rules, because today you can't even breathe on them. If you breathe in somebody's direction, as Lance Steven has proven, then you're liable to get attacked. <laughs> you know, I mean, we talking about people, they used to, I mean, they used to be bloody. And they'd be like, all right, you can are you dizzy? How many do you, you only see two of me? Let's go. Let's go.
0: No, that's real, but I mean, you put LeBron, you put LeBron, I think, in almost any era of basketball, and you have a dominant player in almost any like, I don't, era. And,
1: and, I, and I'm going to tell you why I don't agree with that. And this and this, this, this is it. And I know he's getting better at it now, but he still does this from time to time. There is no way, game on the line, Magic, Kareem, um, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewan, Alonzo Mourning, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain. None of those people. Kobe. Win, win or lose, whether they make the shot or not, there's no way any of them are dishing the ball. Game on the line.
0: I've, now you you have to remember I, Jordan dishing balls to guys like Pax, Paxson in those critical you know, situations. I,
1: I, I I remember Paxton and Kerr coming and taking the ball. You <laughs> know, like, I got it. I got it. I remember Magic sitting there
0: with his hands on his hips looking at Kareem. Like, why are you up here with the sky hook? I was going to shoot it. Okay, it went in. But you also got, okay, what about Robert Oru, Ori, who's who's been the big shot, like, guy for Kobe in a lot of those championships?
1: Yes, yes. I mean I'm not taking anything away from I'm not saying that LeBron is not a good player I'm just saying he's not the GOAT but also and 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 and, and I guess this is where where I feel like people of this era fans of this era kind of get lost because I to me the the GOAT is Bill Russell.
0: Okay? Okay. Friend.
1: If it okay. And, and and there are too many people who are like it's it's LeBron, it's Kobe, and then, then then it's MJ. Like people was playing before before those three. And they, okay, it's Bill Russell. And I had somebody tell me like maybe a week ago, he's like, Well, I never saw Bill Russell play, so it can't be him. Because you're stupid, like you don't know how to pull up YouTube that, so now he can't be great because you don't know how to pull up
0: YouTube? No, no. I mean, I've 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 said this quietly for a long time, that Bill Russell is that guy. And and most people should be measured according to that standard. But nobody hears that argument for the same reason you just brought up. Nobody well, was here.
1: And, 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 I mean, and, and see, this is, this is how great I think Bill Russell is. Because, I mean, if you forget anything else about me, then don't ever forget I'm from Detroit and I hate Boston.
0: Mm.
1: Almost as much as I hate Green Bay. There are only like six people from Boston that I like: New Edition and Bill Russell. And he's not from Boston, but I, you know, I have respect for him. So, you know, I, I, I have given all of them waivers, and you know, we just pretend. I just pretend like they're not from Boston. But so it hurts me to have to say that one of the that the greatest player in all time is a Celtic. But that's the truth. You know, it's the
0: truth. No, I mean, as a player, multiple championships as a player, multiple championships as a coach, you can't beat that.
1: Yeah, like, I as mean, a player
0: he, coach. He, like, you, he has you can't a, left,
1: a first player
0: coach. Yeah.
1: I mean, and and you're and talking about the stuff he dealt with off the court. You're talking about the race and, and, and all the social things he had to deal with on top of playing basketball yeah. at an elite level. This man has 11 rings. 11 rings. Yeah. Something he got while he was playing and coaching at the same time. Yep. And I mean, you know, and, and to this person's you no know, fail logic, I'm like, you know, so basically what you're telling me is 10 years from now, some kid is going to say that Kobe is not in the conversation. Because they can't figure out how to pull up Kobe videos on YouTube. And we supposed to just go with that? Because mm. that's, that's your logic. Because by your logic, 20 years from now, LeBron won't even be part of the conversation. Because they won't even have YouTube then. And they won't be like, Mom, I don't know how to pull up the history video. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't say that because because you don't know how to access... Technology that Bill Russell
0: is not great, right? I mean, it's true, and 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 I'm I'm there with you, I'm there with you 100. Um, look, it it, my gosh, you are phenomenal. Like this this has been probably one of my my one of my favorite interviews by far. Like, so look, I I know the people who are listening to this. They're like, yo, Rick, I gotta know. Where I can find her show? You said iHeartRadio earlier. I gotta know it's where not- I can find her and where I can find her show. Can you tell us like how to how to find you? Tell us about your show. Tell us where we can find you.
1: Um, well, okay, so our show is a little bit different. Um, I host the show. It's 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 um kind of a lot like what we just did here. Um, my co-host and I, her name is Elizabeth Kai, Kai. Um, we host just a two person show. We're both females, obviously. And, um, we try very hard to break down the myth that, that women don't know anything about sports. Um, our, 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 um, motto is you could probably, we probably know just as much as you probably a little bit more, but we won't hurt your ego like that. Um, so we, we do, we, um, we, uh. I showed a little bit, for those of you who watch ESPN, um, way back in the day when um, I was at Howard, Michael Wilbon was my mentor, and I was like, I just want to be like him when I grow up. And, um, so I showed a little bit like um, PTI, for those of you who have seen that. Um, It's called Weekend Sports, and um, I kind of just, what you just heard me saying, do. that's kind of how I act, and poor Elizabeth is always trying to reel me in and you know she's the voice of reason um but I'm not reasonable most times so um kudos to her for coming to work every day and dealing with me there is definitely a crown in heaven for her for that one um but we just like to have fun and we talk about the the headline news of the day but it's really just kind of our thoughts um it and, you know, uh, from a different perspective, you know, um, not necessarily a woman's take, but, um, just a different, you know, um, perspective. And we usually don't see things, uh, from the same point of view. Like she's a great big LeBron fan. Um, she hates my bears. She doesn't understand why, uh, I continue to root for Michigan. Mm. Like I think, you know, I I, I, I don't I, like I I don't even know who her college team is. I, it might be Ohio it's not Ohio State, but I think she says it's Ohio State or Michigan State just to annoy me. Like it's usually whoever I don't like. <laughs> um she's like, I think they're great. I mean, they're just awesome. And I'm like, no, they're not just stop yourself. Um, but we just try to have fun. We try to bring some knowledge to it and also, you know, um, offer a different perspective and give people a place to say, um, you know, you can use to say whatever you want. It's not what you say. It's how you say. Don't be disrespectful. Um, So you can find the show on iHeart. It's week, It's like, you know, a regular week, W-E-E-K, the letter N, sports. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, Usually one of us will answer you on twitter um and dialogue we do a lot of live tweeting on shows we have live remotes or um if you you can get everything that i do and everything elizabeth does at um on my website is com. it's my first name and uh k-a-r-i-n-t-h-a and you can find us anywhere so uh know if maybe if Rick will let us come back i'll bring elizabeth with me next time and uh so he'll have some help on the lebron front but you know i had a great time so thanks for having me
0: yeah we super loved um having you on the show uh once again that's at week in sports if you want to find um her awesome content and um you definitely want to you know hear from miss styles again she has a a great show there you definitely want to get i mean look if you've heard any bit of this like talk at all then you know what's up and (laughs) you know that she's a credentialed member of the media you know that she has the knowledge and you know the personality is a hundred right so you kind of want to um look if you if you're listening you want to go find her stuff and you want to be a part um of their movement so thank you so much for joining us it has been an incredible time i really really loved having you on the show
1: Thank you so much for having me, Rick. I really
0: appreciate it. My absolute pleasure. All right, guys. Look, if you're listening to this um, podcast right now and you're like, "Man, I love what you guys are doing. I really want to support you." Here's how you do it. All you have to do is go to go to iTunes, go to the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts. Right, look for um, my team, my voice are at MTMV Sports. Right, and then give us a a rating. Give us a rating, a five star rating, and leave a comment. Just kinda let us know what you're thinking about. And look, if you're gonna leave anything other than a five star rating, don't, you know, just like just send us a DM or something. Um but if you're gonna give us that five star rating, go ahead and do that. It really helps people find our show. People like you. It helps people like you find our show and and be involved in what we're doing here. We're super geeked about all the things that we've been doing lately and we're super excited about all the stuff that we're gonna be doing in the future. Also, check out um, GH3 Radio. We're about to um, make some moves over with GH3 Radio with MC Nice, so that's about to pop off. So if you're, you are you want to kind of find out what we're doing, at MTMV Sports on Twitter and Instagram, you can find out what we're doing, follow the movement, and you could be a part of it. So once again, I say thank you for joining us. Have an awesome and incredible night. I feel like pop I shoot a shot.
1: I'm coming in